to Idiots Talk History. I am Innes, this is Matt, Hello. and this is Lorna. Hi. We like to talk about a well-known, not so well-known uh, moment from history, or maybe a person, or a thing. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a <yeah>. thing. <laughs> Today, doing the podcast, doing his own little report, is Matt. Yes. Um, what, what are you going to do? How have you been? I'll start with that. That's what you always say. So many it's because I'm trying to think what you say. I've been alright, yeah. What have you been doing? Nothing nothing too exciting. Nothing Since to World report. War II lipstick. Which... Um, which was last week. Yeah. I've been writing up this podcast report. I've got two podcast two podcast reports and oh, okay. one of them's about World War Two. And one of them's not about World War Two, so I'm doing the, the one, one that, that's about not World yeah, War. yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you on? I'm alright. Oh, sorry everyone, that was my knee. <laughs> Just kicked the table. That was accidental. Other than that, I'm alright. <laughs> okay. Bruised knee. Brill. Fine. Yeah. What a start. What about you? I'm fine, yeah. What have not, you been up to? <laughs> not coming to podcasts. Happens. Yeah, but I'm a... We uh, we got some new Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Some people Ooh. tweeting about us. Really? Yeah. What are they saying? Is it good? Yeah, they're saying, listen to this podcast. Hmm. General. That's the general gist. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and we've got some new listeners as well. Downloads. Um, new downloads. Some, some yeah. Like downloads. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for that. I guess that sounded really insincere. <laughs> <That> did. <laughs> um. Right. Jump to that report. Go on. Right. This report focuses on two people, and the first is one that I have a lot of backstory on, and then the second one not a lot of backstory. And it's about a guy called Manuel Antonio Noriega Moreno. From Ecuador? No. Puerto Rico? No. Portugal? No. Spain? Colombia? No. You're, you're closer. Brazil? Peru? No. Argentina? No. Chile? A bit higher. Mexico? Guatemala? A bit low, low, lower. Dominican Republic? N- nearby. Cuba? Oh. <laughs> you're getting closer. <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. You're very close. Do you want me to tell yeah, you? Go on. He's from Panama. Um, I wouldn't have guessed. So, yeah, so he's called Manuel Antonio Noriega Morena, but people know him as Manuel Noriega. Okay. Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah, it's a good job to shorten it, because that yeah. would have been a mouthful. Never. You get to just pick your whichever names you want as well. Hmm. I like that. I wish I had more names, and then I could pick. You've got loads of names. I've got four names. You What, you, Anthony? Anthony Robert. Robert. Did you pick Robert? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wait, that's your confirmation name? Yeah. I don't count my confirmation name. Um, there you go, so you have three now. Cecilia. 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 That's it. Interesting choice. <laughs> right. I've mentioned this before, but my nan, my cousin, me, my mum and my sister all have the same confirmation name. So I didn't pick it, it just came in the family. Mm. Which is why I'm never going to have it as my middle name, because me and Faye would then have the same middle name. And my mum. You don't have a middle name, do you? Innes. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Yes. Do you don't have another middle name, though? No, I'd, I'd, is, is it a Catholic thing? To yeah, I think so. Thing? Yeah, but I just have, I'm just Lorna. That's it. <laughs> yeah, just Lorna Barrett. You've got one name. <laughs> now I've got two. Carry on. So, do you know who this Manuel Noriega is? No, but is it something no. to do with. It doesn't matter, actually. I don't the know. Panama Canal. Canal. Oh, actually, yeah. I don't, yeah, it is a bit. I've not, I've actually just left that bit out. I don't think it was that interesting, but yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't. Yeah, all right. Um, it was from so Panama. I, I know about Panama. <laughs> I was trying to think what I know, and then you went Panama, and I was like, canal. Yeah, yeah. cool. 
He was born in Panama City on February 11th, 1934. I like that, by the way. That's imaginative what? of Panama. 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 It's like people. Luxembourg, I think. Yeah, I think capital yeah, Luxembourg is Luxembourg. Yeah. And isn't the capital of Brazil? Brazil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the story's not... Mexico City. Oh, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more? Uh, no. no. Just shout them out and interrupt me again. Okay. Well. Uh, um, so this story's not entirely about him, but I'll give some background details on him before I jump into the main bit that I want to focus on. So he came from a poor family and he got into politics and books early on. And he got involved with socialist activism. He wanted to become a doctor, but he became an officer in the Panamanian army instead and rose through the ranks with a guy called Omar Torrijos. He called T-O-R-R-I-J-O-S. Torrijo. Torrijo. That was very good. So they became mates, uh, Noriega and Torrijo, um, and Noriega was mentored by him. And Torrijo sort of helped him out when he got in trouble. Uh, This prostitute accused Noriega of, of beating him beating her up at one mm. point this is you get to learn a bit about him so was sort he, of guy he's well, into his like prostitutes well but he that got sounds so horrible I realised we threw it out like it was seemed like a nice story until then but yeah, yeah maybe he's not the nicest guy you just like oh him out with his prostitutes <laughs> please can you just clarify how they met again uh, in the army so they're yeah. going through the ranks of the Panamanian army okay um, so Noriega also got married and, and was sort of Panamese sounds better. <laughs> it's Panamanian though, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm sure it is. He didn't tell me it was wrong when I typed that in. You're so specific about your geography, you. I, I, I don't even know if it's Panamese, I just like the sound of that. Go on, it sounds like a cheese. So he got married um, and apparently he worked great with his wife. He had a this lot is of Yeah. So, so basically he beats ladies up. It's been known, it's been known mm. to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he cheats on his wife. <laughs> but him and he and Tori, Torijo... Uh, remain friends and uh, Torrijo if you know your Panamanian history which neither do you do uh, overthrew President Arnulfo Arias in a coup in 1968 so this is like our most modern report ever yeah more modern history I think so Arias um, this president had only been coming to power that year uh, with a populist campaign and he went on a purge um, sending a lot of people into retirement and uh, who we didn't seem, who we didn't deem necessary. So this other guy had come, president, and he was like, "Don't like you people." So then, his reign only lasted eleven days because Torrijo <laughs> and a few others ousted him, and Torrijo was now the leader of the country. Decent. Oh, he's Do you like with... Torrijo? Uh, I don't really know that much about him. All I know is that he helped Noriega okay. out when so he was old. Yeah. So he don't sound that good. Might be on your bad guys list. But also yeah. the other president person. Didn't um, sound that good either. No. Yeah, but I think so. he was getting rid of. I don't know. Or was he getting rid of bad eggs? Maybe, but I'm not sure. Need experienced players. Just a bit of background. Like experienced people in jobs. But I think they had very different views as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Okay. When Tori Torio came to power, people tried to overthrow him. Uh, Noriega was one of those who stayed loyal to him and stuck by him. Um, that's, it's all a lot more complicated than, but that's the, the yeah. basic gist of what happened. So, Toriego was his pal, so he made Nor- Noriega chief of military intelligence, um, and Noriega ex- exiled 1,300 Panamanians who he viewed as a threat to the government. Um, Torrijo was pretty popular with all the people in Panama, even though they didn't have democratic elections. 
And then in 1981... What did they have? Is it just like dictator? Yeah. Yeah, there's no nothing. There's nothing. It's just he's in charge. And then mm. a few overthrowings. Yeah, a few cute coups. Uh, 1981. Sound like you said a cute coup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cute that coup d'état. Um, Tory Hill in 1981 died in somewhat of a mysterious plane crash. Mm. I love mysterious plane crashes. They're your favourite plane crashes. Bermuda Triangle's near there, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah. But I think it was more basically Noriega took over then. Um, oh right, he sabotaged so it. It seemed a bit of a sabotage. Um, I'm not sure what happened with the plane. No one knows for sure. Seems like maybe he got took up there, got killed, plane came crashed. back down, and, and the plane was never found or whatever. Whatever they mm. do. So, so get, I said Noriega took over, but there was a bit of like a few other people tried to take over, and then there was a lot of coups going on in 1981. But he eventually consolidated his power to become Panama's de facto ruler, and the year was 1983, so that's two years later. Um, and like I said, that was complicated. There were a few small coups to make sure he was in charge. So what do you think of him so far? What do you think of Noriega? Not a fan. He's, yeah, no, he's a bit sneaky. Bit of a bad guy. Yeah, slimy. He sounds like a lot of a bad guy. Well, from the 1950s, Noriega, so when he was uh, in his was, 20s, yeah, yeah Noriega had begun working with the US intelligence agencies. So when he got into activism, I mentioned he got into like socialist activism when he was young, and he got started doing quite a lot of protests when he was about 20. Uh, that's when his association with the US intelligence services began. So he was protesting against US involvement in Panama, but also helping the US by giving names on his comrades. No, I'm really not a fan. Wait, so he actually... So he's, he's a double-crosser. He was just, like, working for he both sides. Well, he was getting money from them. His first alleged payment was for $10.70 in 1955. So he was protesting about... Because US and Panama have a bit of a dodgy relationship. Yeah. Um, mainly about the Panama Canal. Mm. And he was giving names on all of his mates. Oh, I don't like it. Whilst also protesting against the US. Can I just ask when he when he took over from the guy whose name begins with a T? Tori Hale, uh, 1983. 83, so it's 50, 20, 50, 55. 50, 50 odd, yeah. 50 odd, yeah. So it's essentially it like 30 years before he was yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, he was born in 1934, so he was, about, he was 21 when that first payment <clears throat> went through. First invoice from the, uh, whatever, the US government. So the CIA saw him as one of their most valued intelligence sources. And he was also at the centre of pushing illicit weapons, equipment for the military, and perhaps most importantly, money to US-backed cancer in this is a long sentence counter insurgency forces throughout Latin America. So the US was supporting um, forces in Latin America to overthrow dictators and that sort of thing. And he was key in getting them guns, getting them money, oh, okay. getting them from equipment. all from the US. Yeah. So he was like the middleman. Um, I don't know if he actually got them from the US or he just, oh, he just sold. Organized yeah, he organised to sell, dr oh, right, uh, okay. not drugs, weapons. But so 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 he seems to be sort of on the US's side in many ways. Mm. Um, but I did also read about him giving weapons to anti-US forces as well. So he was pay he was giving weapons to He's both just sides. Just following the money, isn't he? To um, get paid, and. Um, Noriega at the same time was making a lot of money through drug trafficking. 
Um, but the US saw him as an ally as well in its war on drugs, which I don't quite understand how you see him as an ally in that. If I think he will have done similar things where he's giving away names and stuff mm, for, yeah. for money and then still selling drugs. Um, and apparently the US knew that he was making a lot of money out of drug trafficking, but let it slide because he was seen as useful in his whatever he's doing. Because he was seen as a traitor. Um, there's a lot more to go over with that. Like, a lot but... likes this guy, can't you? <laughs> you might like him later on. I'm interested to see when uh, the moment yeah, happens. Yeah, I'll have to do a total turn, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that the whole like background is like you can go into for, for days. But it's fascinating and complicated. So he was, as well as being an ally, he was a big threat and a nemesis to the US. Um because they were hesitant to charge him because it meant exposing the work he was doing for the US government. Um, Noriega never broadcasted a clear social or economic ideology, um, so he was never like, I'm a socialist or communist or I'm a fascist or anything. He was just, he got by by supporting military nationalism, which is just like, I love my country and I support the army, essentially. Mm. Was he not so involved people, in socialist activism? Yeah, when he was younger. Oh, but, um, but it is it's still like a socialist country. Um, his rule as the de facto ruler of, of Panama was uh, marked by repression of the media. Um, he actually bought a controlling stake in like all the papers, all the newspapers, mm. or alternatively shut them down. And if they weren't shut down, he intimidated journalists until... They would shut down. Have them weapons he's got. Yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> um, there was also an expansion of the military and the persecution of political opponents, um, which meant that he basically controlled the outcomes of elections. Um, so he was a military dictator, essentially. And people came to know him as Pineapple Face because <laughs> he had, like, pockmarked skin complexion. You know when people have had, like... When they have acne uh, Yeah, like acne and stuff. So it was just, like... Yeah, so that was the dictator that the that dictator. That was a nickname. He just looks a bit. Did like, he have like, like Mohican as well? No. Stick your hair. He was just like marked in like squares Aww. across his face. Um, I'll put a picture on the Twitter if you want to look at. But that was a nickname that people gave him, and it became known to school children across the world. So I mentioned at the start that this is report focused on two people. Yeah. So the other person is a girl called Sarah York. Mm. Do you have any idea where this story's going? She's no, I don't. She's from USA. She's American. She's a journalist. Yeah. No. Oh, I was, I was, Good guess, though. She's... She worked in the government I, who deal with him. She, no. uh, she has a Panamanese... What is it? Panamanian? Panamanian. Panamanian. Or Panamanese, if you want. Boyfriend who she goes to visit regularly. No, no, does, does no, but you're getting slightly closer. No, I mean, you're gonna have to tell us. Sarah York is American, she was 10 years old in the mid to late 1980s. She oh, and her family were watching television one night in February 1988, and on the TV, there was a special edition of uh, this current affairs program called 60 Minutes. And on this episode, it was a focus on a man named Manuel Noriega. Mm, we know so him. we do, yeah. I've just been chatting about him. Uh, and the TV was talking about his drug trafficking links. And her dad, Mitchell, noticed, and this is a quote, he said, Hey, no, it's not. I think I wrote this. <laughs> uh, that guy on TV, he has a really nice hat. 
Oh, I know where it's going. So, Mitchell, Sarah York's dad, Mitchell York, collected hats at this time, um, for whatever reason, likes hats. Um, And the mum of Sarah, can't remember her name, uh, reason that if maybe Sarah wrote to this man, maybe he might be able to send the family the hat that he was wearing, this like Panamanian hat. So weird. They're like, he's on the TV for drug trafficking. They're like, yeah, it's a really good idea to get my 10-year-old daughter to write him a letter. I was wondering how you're going to feel about this. <laughs> Bizarre. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Panama hats. Is it? Mm. Is it? Mm. Oh. Do you have any more info? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the, that's like a well-known like, type of hat. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is. It is. So Sarah's dad said, why not, why not ask this man well, why isn't he asking him because it's cute it's coming not, from yeah. a, from this like little 10 year old girl they don't, I like your hat why would he not just go in the shops and see if he could find one similar ask a hat maker to make him one instead of contacting a dangerous <laughs> man <laughs> I don't know really so Sarah York from um, I can't remember how you pronounce this I think it's Niguani Michigan she's from Michigan mm-hmm. um, it's it's spelled N-E-G-A-U-N-E-E. Nigoni? I think. I yeah, I've heard it. it. I've heard it and I can't remember Michigan. It Michigan. <laughs> she wrote him a short letter on a uh, notepaper with a picture of a partridge on it. The, the paper had a picture of a partridge on it. And sent it to Manuel Noriega. She mentioned in it about how she'd seen him on TV and she hoped that the two countries could still remain friends. And she complimented him on his hat. And then she put in quotes, and sadly we get nothing like it here. So that's why she needs to go into a shop and buy one. You could have asked someone to make it, yeah. <laughs> and on the front of the letter, on the envelope, they put, just wrote General Manuel Noriega, Panama City, Panama, and just sent it. A few weeks later, an envelope arrived in their mailbox, and it had a Panamanian flag stamped on the front of it. Her mum got the letter and went straight to school, where uh, Sarah was at the time, to show her. And it was from General Noriega, uh, officially headed and signed by him. And not only did he respond, but he asked her to keep up the correspondence with him. So he wrote, and I quote, he said, Dear Sarah, I feel honoured by your letter. I appreciate your message of faith and friendship. I hope you continue continue sending your message and tell me about yourself and your city. With friendship and appreciation, General Manuel Antonio Noriega. So mm, that is creepy. What do you think about that? He's dodgy. <laughs> he's dodgy. Why is it dodgy? Because it's, it's like well, he's, he's like old man. fifty, and he's like yeah, he's sent... renowned for beating up women. He's he not deals re- with drugs. He's a mentioned. dangerous man. He's a military <laughs> dictator. Mm-hmm. Why does he want to know about Sarah? Why couldn't she have wrote to anyone else in Panama and said, "Look, this guy's wearing this hat, and do you know where I could find one similar and post it me?" And also, because he's the guy wearing the hat, I not... might as well go straight to the top. <laughs> I also don't think they thought they were going to get a response. All they put was General Noriega, Panama City, Panama. It's bizarre. Now he wants to know all about her. It's dodgy. Don't give him your details. And also, I think he didn't even mention the hat in the email. On the email it's in not the, an email. Letter <laughs> back. No, but I mentioned, I mentioned the hat in a minute as well. What, what do you think? What were you going to say? So I was a bit like, it's weird. It's a little bit weird. And um, it becomes sort of becomes clear that maybe he's using her for his own purpose in a mm. way but then like a spy no oh. <laughs> he's not using a 10 year old girl as a spy good idea though mm. but how is that a good idea <laughs> you want to suspect them I once read a series of books about children who were spies when I was a child was it like I can't remember what it's called 
That um, Spy Kids. No, Alex Ryder one. It's similar to that. Oh, yeah. Stormbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has been done before. I mean, that wasn't real. He in wasn't. Fiction. He also wasn't a child. He was like in his teens. Yeah. So he's. He weren't ten, were he? All right. Sorry, Matt. Anyway, so Sarah York and um, the dictator Manuel Noriega. You look so. They became pen, pen pals. This is what the t- uh, episode is called. It's called General Noriega and his pen pal. They corresponded for a few months, a number of months. He sent her the hat, or one that was similar, I think. I'm not sure it was the exact one he was yeah, wearing. Yeah. And he I sent a book. It. He sent her books about Central America so she could learn more. And she responded, telling him about how she had been doing in school, what her grades were like, that sort of thing. <laughs> she told him about where she, she told him about where she's from, from uh, northern Michigan, and about like her family and friends and about all that sort of stuff. I'm not being funny though. If you looked at this and looked at the pattern of stuff he's asking, and then sending her all this stuff, I'm pretty sure there's mirrored behavior in like on the online world, and they tell you to there be is. safe, and you don't accept anyone you don't know. She doesn't know him. <laughs> So they wrote back and forth about once a month. Apparently he was really formal. Uh, he was like a spokesperson for Panama. That's what she said. That's how she described him. Um, and he told her to keep being studious because, and, and I quote, it is people like you who are going to make this a different world in the future full of peace. So, um, Noriega about that time uh, had just been indicted by the US on racketeering and drug charges and I'll get to that a bit, a bit later and it was all over the news when, when Sarah's writing to him in um, ni- the late 1980s. Noriega during this time invited Sarah York and her family to visit Panama City all expenses paid. <laughs> you two are so unimpressed. I'm just, <laughs> just shaking her head. It's just the, oh. I'll just say this one thing. It's just the irresponsibleness of the parents. Is he going to kidnap her? This isn't, no. Is he going to no. like hold her for ransom to the no. US government? No. You two are so... Just so negative. <laughs> we're not. We're realistic. So, um, he invited her, all expensive paid. And um, naturally, the mum went to the school um, to because she got this letter, the mum. Oh, okay. No. Um, oh, and so then took the letter to the school. Why can't this wait until My mum would never bring me a letter to school, even if it was from, like, the Queen. No, she Or would, Barack Obama. She wouldn't maybe. drive to school. I think she might do. She, when I got home, she'd be like, oh, we've got a surprise! But she wouldn't like, be like, <laughs> oh, I need to get Lorna out of year six, please, because <sighs> I've got this letter from Barack Obama. <laughs> He's such a goody. <laughs> so, they went to school. Uh, she's there. And they went into the office, and the principal thought it was fantastic that she'd been invited to go to uh, to Panama to see Panama. So Noriega had shown one of Sarah's letters at a rally in Panama, uh, and he used it as evidence that even American school children were supporting Panama uh, in this time where that it's really like conflict between the two countries, um, and there were a lot of people in Panama who didn't like Noriega because he's a dictator. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his advisors said to him after the rally, why are you using the letters to show how much these people, why don't you yeah. get the girl to come? So he's sort of using a... She's not a fan of Panama, a, she's a um, fan of the hats. No, but she's learned about, she read books and stuff and learned about it. So 1988, the visit went ahead. October the 5th um, to the 11th of 1988, the family had a military escort uh, on the tour of the country. Um, they didn't know what was going to happen when they got there. So now, I'll explain this bit now. Um, I'd basically done all this report and I got to near the end and then I found out that this story had been covered in 2003 
by the podcast This American Life. Oh. Do you know about This American no. Life? Very famous podcast Very radio famous. by Ira Glass. Um, and they don't need any like hyping up by us. Um, so I decided to listen to that and I've just put in interesting things from their episode into ours. But um, go and listen to that because it's got a better... They're much more impartial because they talk to Sarah York about her experience going over there um, and they chat about this lot, sort of look at the innocence of childhood and meeting this like brutal dictator. It's really interesting. So yeah, look, it's called like Pen Pal. It's like the Pen Pal episode of This American Life. Um, so some of this in the next bit is what I got from there. I'm just putting. Good referencing. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that people didn't think I was stealing this from mm-hmm. This American Life. Um, so they got on this plane, they flew to Panama, and the stewardess told them that um, that they'd been told that the young girl, Sarah, and her mother were going to be the first ones to get off the plane, because it just those two. It didn't go with Mitchell, which is Sarah and her mum. And as soon as the doors opened for the plane and they were whisked away and there were flash bulbs going off everywhere and everyone was saying Sarah's name, um, and apparently it was like pandemonium. Pandemonium in Panama. Sorry, of what? Pandemonium. 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 Thank you. Ma'am. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it was a big deal in Panama. Yeah, they're all excited. Oh, that was classic. Everyone's very excited. Um, and she's got this um, personal videographer throughout the trip who's videoing the whole thing. So she got whisked away. Um, Vlogging. Yeah, <laughs> put it on a YouTube. It was a bit, a bit early for for that. Um, and she was interviewed constantly while she was there, and it was all over. It was like the first thing, the highlight every day on Panamanian news was like, "What's Sarah York been doing today in Aww. Panama?" Um, yeah, it was about a report. Every, the start was the start of the news every day was the report about where she had gone and what she had done each day. The mayor of Panama City even awarded awarded her a scroll, calling her a meritorious daughter of Panama and gave her an honorary key to the city. And that's this, only the second one ever given to an American and the first one was given to Jimmy Carter, the president. Mm. So she's the second person ever to get an honorary key. How old is she at this age? Uh, 10 mm. or Still 11, sad. maybe 11. Oh, okay. So this happened actually when she first got off the plane. She got whisked to this interview where the mayor of Panama was like, here you go, here you go. Um, and the stewardess on the plane had told them what good evening was in the language and that's what she managed to say in the press confidence conference and it's really cute I heard on the This American Life they have a snippet of it and it's like all these people asking her questions and then she just says whatever what is it it's Spanish Tardes. yeah Buenos Tardes and they're all like oh <laughs> they're like cheering and stuff it's really cute um, and Aww. she says she felt like a celebrity and it was like everyone knew her already so he was known as this bad guy, um, but Sarah says that she went to sort of get his version of events and that sort of thing. And she met Noriega the next morning, because um, they flew quite late, they did this interview, went to bed sort of thing. Uh, she met him the next morning, they exchanged gifts. Um, and it, like Sarah and her family didn't know what to get him, get Noriega. Mm, she brought him a... get the guy that's got everything? Well, drugs. She didn't bring drugs. Oh. Um, Sarah gave him a snow globe. And her mum, so her mum had made him a shirt, um, and she actually <laughs> I thought hope it was knitted. I don't know actually, I maybe so. Like something good on it. Like off the Harry Potter where it's got just a big what? What's he called? Ron. It's got a big R. Well, yeah, but what's this guy? Noriega Manuel. Yeah, big N. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, but actually, well, she thought he was going to be taller than he was, and like bigger because of like TV. So she made it extra large, but it didn't fit him because he's not that big. Uh, and he gave Sarah a teddy bear. I'd like to see what your face was no, about that, whether nice it was that. creepy or nice. No, I think no. it was quite nice. Yeah. So they asked him lots of personal questions about his family, where he'd lived and stuff. And Sarah's quote um, said, he was really friendly, smiley, very formal and kind, but not super personal. And they asked who he would vote for in the next US election. And he said he'd vote for Sarah. <laughs> Which is weird. She's a but, No, but I think it's because he didn't want to, like... Get make any politi- yeah, political thing that could get on the news about like you'd vote for whoever Ronald Reagan or whoever it was it weren't Ronald Reagan but um, George Bush George Bush George, George Bush, Bush uh, senior so um, <laughs> they didn't ask him it's not that funny I said Bush it's fine <laughs> Bush you over it with all your words. <laughs> I know it's when you talk for so long Basil Brush's dad yeah mm. <laughs> so uh, they didn't ask him about drug trafficking they thought, yeah, maybe leave yeah. that off the table. Maybe Good leave idea. That. So, um, people came from hours and hours away to come and see Sarah and give her gifts and to see her and speak to her. Um, she was taken to all the tourist sites around Panama, but then she also got to see a bit of, like, the real Panama, too. As in, like, mm-hmm. off the beaten track. Oh. So she went That's to... where the locals go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she went to the poor neighbourhood where Noriega was from. Um, and there's some photos that Sarah's mum has, um, which were taken at Noriega's beach house, where Sarah was in the sea, I think, with some other children, other Panamanian children, and the waves were getting really rough and sort of like throwing her about a bit. And um, Noriega ran into the water, wrapped her in a towel, and he seemed generally concerned. Um, I'm like pulled her out, and they have these photos of him like being compassionate with her, which you two find weird. But I wrote. Why isn't her mum going to help her yeah, instead of taking photos? It's a good shout. <laughs> Which is strange. Um, um, I don't like her mum. Mm, Alright. <laughs> she seemed nice on the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. But it seemed, apparently it shows a more compassionate side to this man who's known for being horrible. He went and sort of... Or he knows that there's cameras around. Mm, it's good. No, but, no it, it was just them. Just the family and like his family he drowning, is he? <laughs> no but her mum was, was she weren't drowning his, but she was like if his main American down. girl drowned while he was there oh, yeah, yeah actually pre- to be fair that's <laughs> a great point you two are very negative <laughs> so she returned home to Michigan she'd gone and seen Panama for six days when it was I'm glad she got home safe <laughs> and she was she, actually she said she didn't see him that much she saw him like every now and again but he had to do business he's trying to run a country yeah um, but he sort of he talked when he could so she went home and she was praised to begin with the school and the community found it fascinating they even called a day in the Niguani I'm sure I'm not saying that right the Michigan public schools um, Sarah York Day so they made a day named it Sarah York Day after her um, mm. it then made the national press and then soon the international press and um, we were not born I've written we were too young to have seen it but we were not born no. Nope. But it was in uh, nineteen eighty eight, the very end, like December nineteen eighty eight, November. It was in the New York Times and it was in The Guardian amongst others, and the family received a lot of criticism for supposedly befriending an enemy of the United States. Um she, uh, Sarah, had even made Noriega a friendship bracelet in camouflage colours <laughs> and given it to him. That's but, like the in between us. <laughs> what happened to that? Do you not remember? And they all sat around the fire and he's like, Oh, Blooming hate these friendship bracelets, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, same." He's like, "Who has that many friends anyway?" And she's like, 
Anyway, I made you mention it. It's good. Is that the second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one. I know the one. We've watched like, it together. We've had that one. Yeah. Um, apparently, it was big at the time as well. This friendship bracelet thing, and then she was giving him. She was exchanging with the Panamanian children, I think, and then she made one camouflage mm. clothes for him. Um, people obviously were happy, and they said that the family lacked patriotism, and they were supporting a brutal regime. Uh, and apparently, even Sarah's mum's brother originally was pretty angry about them going to Panama. Um, I think they've got the wrong issue here. The patriotism is not the issue. What's the issue? That they've just trusted this guy. They don't know anything about him. <laughs> He's on. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think he kind of. He weren't trying to like do anything dodgy. No, he no, was using it for his like political games yeah, to be like. I understand, but also. They didn't have anything to check if he was telling the truth about anything in his letters. Yeah, but I assume he's people know they're going. I don't think they're in any immediate no, danger. No, there was from a him. lot of press. So there's a lot of press covering and if she everything. Went missing, that will be weird. And if she showed up with bruises, <laughs> it will be noticed. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you were going to go down this route, but I see why you did actually. Um, just... It does just seem a bit weird, Matt. It's so just. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. Oh, because she liked his art. Oh, sorry, a dad, dad liked yeah, his art. Yeah, dad liked his art. Um, but yeah, there was all this negativity, and there was an interview that Sarah did um, when she got back, and this guy was really pretty horrible about it. Um, and he actually made Sarah cry, and Sarah was just crying throughout this Aww. interview because this interview was like, "Do you know Noriega?" I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. It's quite bad. Noriega does dodgy things to girls your age. Blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, I don't know. But he was saying all this to to Sarah and Sarah, just like crying her eyes out. He shouldn't do that. It was a very tough time. And she was 11 years old. Um, Noriega himself, so the family were given a lot of stick. Noriega himself was accused of exploiting a child and using her in his political games. And then York actually went back. So it started, everyone was sort of on board, and then they turned. York actually went back to Panama in October 1989. I'll explain what was going on around all that time in a minute, in a few mm. minutes, when I go to the afterwards bit. But this time it wasn't an invitation by Noriega, but a family holiday. So with her family, they went again in October. Lots of people criticised her parents for encouraging this friendship. Because uh, on the last trip, as I said, uh, she was... I don't know why I've written this twice. She was Lodder's Meritorious... Merit- Meritorious daughter of Panama. I don't know why I've written that twice. But there was a lot more criticism upon her return to Panama. Um, oh, she got the key, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the first time. I don't know why I've written it twice. Um, Do you know why I've written it twice? No, I don't. <laughs> so, the year before, the Mining Journal, which is a local newspaper uh, in Michigan, had been so, like really supportive. I read this like really supportive article about her visit, and then this time they were really critical about the fact she'd gone to Panama. Mm. Um, and then, I, then I've just written about how um, I got some of that information from This American Life. Go and listen to that. So afterwards, this is sort of what happened. I don't, she didn't meet Noriega the second time she went. It was just a holiday. Um, in 1988, Noriega was indicted by federal grand juries in Miami and Tampa on charges of racketeering, drug smuggling and money laundering. So that's like bang smack in the middle of time. Smack bang in the middle of the time when he's chatting to her and then... She goes in late 1988, in October. Noriega's relationship with the US had deteriorated further during the late 1980s, particularly after the US began to suspect Noriega 
was lending his support to other intelligence services and drug trafficking groups. So when they started to realise that it weren't just working for the US government, they didn't really like him. So the indictment said, this is a quote, um, he was turning Panama into a shipping platform for South American cocaine destined for the US and allowing drug proceeds to be hidden in Panamanian banks. Mm. Um, and then I read a bit about the election in 1989 um, in Panama and it was so corrupt, it's actually like unreal what was happening. Uh, he avoided one election after it became clear that the opposition was going to win um, and then he rigged it and then he... So he'd rigged it so he would win and it figured out they weren't going to win and he voided it and then he beat people up who were against him and then was like, I'm just going to call myself the maximum leader of the country and rebels were captured and taken to be tortured and executed. So he, he tried to sell for this election for him to just win it and then it didn't work out so he was like, right, I'm, we're scrapping this election business. This is so weird that it's only like 30 years ago. Mm. Yeah, 1989, it was five years before we were born, six years before we were born. So the U. This is happening places now, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the U.S. invaded Panama in 1989, and Noriega was captured and flown to the U.S., where he was tr- tried on the Miami indictment. So he's, he was indicted by Miami and Tampa. Um, they had tried to get him to resign, resign, but he wouldn't. And U.S. troops were facing issues in the country. You're laughing at, I said, resign. <laughs> resign. Yeah, he tried to. Get- <laughs> resign as a Panamanian leader. Um, US troops were facing issues in the country around that time and one had been killed there and that was sort of used as an excuse to go in and and get him to invade Um, and people at the time wanted the York to talk about this so they were contacted um, by like press in the US to talk about this but obviously um, they didn't want to Sarah's mum actually got a phone call during the middle of this I think it was like in the middle of the night by a secretary of Noriega's who was asking for help um, saying that you needed to you need to do something to stop America from invading Panama, <laughs> but obviously what could she do? <laughs> um, yeah, why would you go to that family that you used for publicity? Yeah, why would I think maybe Noriega used, <laughs> but Noriega used that. But I feel like he's sector and stuff. They just sort of got to know them and chat yeah. to them while they were there. The neighborhood that Noriega grew up in was bombed. Buildings that Sarah and her mum had been to were bombed. 200 died in the invasion and 26 Americans, 200 Panamanians died and 26 Americans died. So, I read this in a 1990 New York Times article, Sarah York. She said, <laughs> what? Sarah York. Sarah York. I sound like Ira Glass then. <laughs> um, I don't think he will get a fair trial. That's what um, the girl Sarah York said today. In the first place, everyone believes everything that was said against him. And then on the news today, I heard that they weren't even going to listen to what he had to say about secrets about George Bush and the CIA. Um, Sarah had steadfastly described General Noriega as nice and trustworthy. She was 12 at this time. Yeah, I feel um, like she's getting over her head in all this mm, politics. Yeah. <laughs> and they're asking her to but comment on stuff and then she's like, George Bush and the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you need to look. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You two are horrible (laughs) to this poor 12 year old girl. No, I'm feeling sorry for her. I do too. It's interesting though that everyone saw saw him as a monster, but this girl was just like, he was nice, he was was trustworthy. This is why kids couldn't be spies. (laughs) Too trustworthy. Um, The trial lasted from September 1991 to April 1992 and he was convicted for pretty much everything. But 
Interestingly, they had to rely on circumstantial evidence and testimonies from convicted drug traffickers because there was actually little hard evidence or genuine proof. Mm, they actually do, yeah. Which is very well. And uh, Noriega's lawyer spoke about how so-called independent countries stood no chance against the US who could literally just trample over whoever they wanted. So he was like, the US have just came in and ruined this country because they wanted to. Um, we're supposed to have rule over our own country, but we don't. Which is interesting. Um, during the trial, the correspondence between Sarah, her fam, and Noriega continued. She and her fam even visited him in Florida, where he was held. Prison. She was a teenager, and it seems like it sort of slipped out of sight for her. Like she, it, it became a difficult situation for her to be in, um, and she talks about how she didn't know what to say. Because you, what sort of situation is it for this teenager to be writing to not just a man but a man in prison? Like, is this weird? Also, she like grew out of the pen pal yeah. age kind of. Yeah, and it's what is the pen pal age? Well, I don't. Yeah. It depends. Like, yeah. if you've got a friend, like they were, it wasn't a solid friendship anyway. Mm. So, like, they was learning about things, and he was like, "Oh, learn this about Panama, and then like mm. tell me about yourself." So that went on for that could go on a while if he's only writing once a month. As you get older, like there's less to ask him, and like she can't ask him a lot of things. Yeah. She's just like house prison. Yeah, and I think her mum and dad sort of took over writing the letters um, to Noriega because she was less interested, or she just did not say. And Which they should have done in the first she's place. Fine. So maybe not right to. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other option. Noriega was sentenced to forty years in prison. He served for seventeen uh, because of good behaviour, um, but I've written here his prison blues were not over though. So this that was a US prison sentence ended in 2007. In 2010 he was extradited to France where he was sentenced to 7 years for money laundering and then in 2011 so next year France extradited him back to Panama where he's incarcerated for crimes committed during his rule. So lots of people had lots of vendettas against him. Uh, yeah, no, 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 just in prison. That was oh. what's the word for burn. Incinerate. Incinerate. Yeah, he wasn't burnt for crimes. Oh. He was just put back in prison. So um Sarah, in when I was listening to this 2003 episode, she was living out in the woods uh, in Wisconsin with her husband and child, and they were living with no electricity at the time. They were living very frugal lives. Mm. Um, but now she's a Spanish teacher and plays in bands, and I think in Minneapolis. She plays in two bands. Yeah. I um, like that she's a Spanish teacher. Hola. What's it called? Um, Noriega uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumour in March 2017, so he was going to have some surgery. Before his surgery, Sarah's mum went to visit Noriega, and she took with him. She took with her a letter from Sarah for Noriega. I don't know what he said. And then during the surgery, he suffered complications, and he died two months later. So he died last year in May. In May, yeah. Oh, I like that. Last year. I don't like died, but, I but like, it's I like, like yeah. come to today. Yeah, it's uh, and that's my report on Noriega and his and his pen pal. Um, that's good. I have. I just remembered actually why where I learnt about this. I was I actually watched a, a YouTube trailer for a film that's coming out um, with Katie Holmes and Michael Caine, and it's about a dictator having a pen pal with some like American. And then in, I was like, this is a weird mm. thing. Uh, and then in the comments, someone mentioned how it was clearly sort of based off this relationship between Noriega and this girl. And so mm. I looked into it and it turned out to be this report. And it just happened that he just died. Was like, it, is it set in Panama, this film? Or is no, it... no, it's just, I don't, it's not like, it's not, it's not based on it, but it's, it's just the idea of it, I think. 
Uh, but he, yeah, I don't know. It didn't look very good anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's uh, he died last year. So that actually goes up to. I realise it's not really that much history. It's mainly in the eighties, yeah, seventies, eighties, which is uh, yeah, a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. 26 years ago, and that's um, that's Noriega. Good. Thank you. Do we have um, a big question for a, for a big question? Do you have time for a big question? Yeah. Um, big question. I'll put the theme song in now. The big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Do, 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 do. The big question. That's how it goes. <laughs> You've made it sound like it's like X Factor or yeah. something. <laughs> X Factor. The big <laughs> question. <laughs> That's not a new one. I'm going to start putting that in. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you could be a pen pal with someone who you could then go and visit, who would it be? Do they have to be alive? No. Got it. It's history, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you've got yours. Do you want to tell us yours, Lana? Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. She's a Mexican artist. What does she do? Paint. She paints. Mm, she doesn't anymore. She had a lot of. She had a rough time though. She did. She like. She always was like a crash and crash, and then she lost like her legs. Whatever. The recurring back problems. Use of her legs. Yeah. But sounds like a good time for you to go and go to Mexico. Yeah, and to see Diego, her fella. Her husband. What about you? Mm. Hmm. I know it's tough. It's tough. Anyone. Anyone. Anyone you want. Have you got you not got one? I um I would like to be pen pals with Jack Kerouac, who's a writer. Okay. And I think he'd just be very good at writing letters, first of all. We'd have a good chat. And he was also always travelling around America. Oh. He'd have a so lot I'd, to tell I'd, you. He'd have a lot to tell me. Mm. And I never and get to have that. someone stay with. Yeah, I go to America and we're just good driving around and mm-hmm. living friends. it up. Yeah, I might go back to um, I might have a pen pal with the people that wrote the Icelandic sagas about the Vikings. We're going back mm-hmm. to episode two, three, three. three. Yeah, with oh, Eric yeah. Bloodaxe. Eric Bloodaxe. Because I just need to tell them to like consolidate with each other. So if I was oh. a pen pal with them all, <laughs> that's your one reason. Yeah. I, I could I could be like just get in touch with Bognarsson yeah. and like say what have you got what have Where you, you got, got this from yeah and is it yeah. is it a legit thing or have you just amplified the story a bit yeah and I could be the the mediator yeah. the middleman or maybe I could no, I don't, you're actually doing it right good on. yours is a good choice for history mm, my cards are very selfish <laughs> and personal I think that's what it's meant to be though selfish isn't it like it doesn't have to be that wasn't like well slightly selfish yours is very noble mm. I'll take him on for the team. And he gets to go to Iceland. That, that was my other thing. Oh, no, so that was selfish. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I like Iceland. Yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Good answers. Quick answers, I like it. Because <laughs> um, last week we rambled on. Oh, when you yeah. weren't here, we rambled oh, yeah, on yeah. about um, all sorts. I, um, I finished my gym session, so I out five minutes before the end, so oh, really? I didn't listen you to the end. To it, I will do. Oh, you're in the middle of the chat. About lipsticks. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Oh, I'm oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'll look forward to it. It's nonsense. <laughs> um. So, what do we normally say at the end? Anyone else want to do it? I will. Go, Go on. on. 
Um, so thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please tell a friend. We would appreciate if you could give us a review on iTunes. Um, or any other podcasting yeah, services. Yes, any any of them. Um, give us a follow on Twitter at Idiot History Pod. Send us an email at idiot history pod at gmail dot com. And that is it. Have a good week. Yeah, treat yourselves. Well, you're halfway through, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is Keep Wednesday. Keep enjoying it, yeah. We work Wednesday to Wednesday, so... Oh yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I heard uh, this is a bit of fortune telling. Okay. We do on. that now. Do we? Yeah. Um, your weekend will be bright with patches of cloud. Um, <laughs> and there'll be, there'll be a bit of luck on Saturday evening. Whoever's listening, keep your eyes out. Yeah, just have a look, a look around Saturday evening. Have a look for luck. Mm. Well, that was <laughs> weird. <laughs> okay, right. We'll see you later. Speak to you later. Bye. 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 That was a weird bit. <laughs>